the BBC decided to uh, hold a competition called Baroque Remixed and they were looking for uh, a, a new take, a new approach to Purcell's Rondo in D minor from the Abdelazar suite, uh, the one that pe- would be so familiar to people from Benjamin Britten's Young Person's Guide to the Orchestra from the 1940s. So that's kind of very much in, in people's musical memory. So the BBC were, were looking to, to have a new approach uh, to that. So the brief was quite specific. It wasn't simply send us anything you want, but it was send us a work for the BBC Concert Orchestra with the instrumentation specified, uh, a work under five minutes. And then they did give various possibilities for um, choices of ethnic instruments. Um, And also you could use electric guitar, drum kit, keyboard, as you wished. Uh, So you could use up to three professionals on ethnic instruments if you wanted. But when I weighed it up uh, against the time limit and also against the possibilities simply of the orchestra itself, and all the colours that it could provide. I decided five minutes wasn't really enough time, you know, if you were to involve ill and pipes and have any kind of, you know, uh, harmonic and chromatic colour, you'd probably need more than one set of pipes. Um, might like to use different different sorts of harps or maybe Northumbrian pipes even for a smaller sound. So all, all these options floated around in my head and I eventually put most of them aside and simply decided to use concert orchestra. And I did use a drum kit, but as a perco- as another percussion instrument because it lo- allowed me one more person in the percussion section. So uh, I enjoyed uh, exploring that coloristic end of things. So then coming back to the rondo itself, um, there, are, there are three sections in, in the rondo, an A, a B and a C section. And I called the, the piece Rondo 3. Um, Ron is the Irish word for a verse and the Rondo form or originally was a medieval verse structure. And um, so the, the Rondo 3 is a bit of a pun on Hendo 3, which to us is the ABC of Irish dancing. Um, so I drew heavily on slip jig and jig dance times. Um, not just the 6, 8 and 9, 8, but I was also curious to, to recognise what contemporary practitioners in Irish traditional music do, which is to incorporate all kinds of other irregular time signatures into traditional Irish music, um, simply for rhythmic colour. They're absorbing instru- influences from elsewhere in Europe as well. And so I wanted to uh, incorporate that. So it has a, a very strong Irish element. Um, another another little thing I did to bounce off um, what trad players do was you know when they're repeating a tune and they have this tiny little intuitive variation and it's just a spur of the moment thing sounds of course not very naturally under their fingers but there's this little improvisatory element that they have that you know a, a fiddler on their own can simply do for an orchestra of course the composer arranger has to you know jot down every finest detail of that little uh, altered nuance so I did a bit of that when you know being being a kind of fairly structured piece you know there were sections uh, where there was an element of repetition so I incorporated that sort of variety and changing of nuance into the, re- the repeats um, so uh, so that was uh, I, I also had a few kind of theme and variation ideas where I wanted to explore other colours and you know just do a gentle little send up of, of early music with the, the st- strings strumming like lutes and um had a bit of fun with that because it's the kind of piece where you can have a bit of fun. Um, also, a concert orchestra is interested in communicating with audiences. So um, it's maybe not the place to explore the more remote theories of composition. Um, and it was, it was a lovely chance to, to just look at uh, something that could speak fairly directly to a very wide range of audiences.
uh, and fascinated by the idea of what we do with our musical heritage, be it, you know, a folk national heritage or be it the music of, of um, you know, somebody from the classical tradition like Purcell. Um, so, you know, having, I suppose, had, had a lot of, you know, pastiche much earlier on in, in my musical studies. And of course, that still plays a part in the teaching of composition nowadays. And I'm, I'm really interested in, you know, what does pastiche do for composers? How does it equip them? Um, and then when you, when you, you know, go, go to write your own music, um, how do you work with the influences that you have? And uh, so, so actually, I found the brief sort of uh, triggered things rather than hemmed me in.